Welcome and to welcome to NHLShop.com. <laughs> oh, Disney, Disney. At NHL, you watch NHL now? I mean, I like watching the Red Wings. Sometimes. I would. Lo- I wish I had the channels. I would watch hockey if I had the channels. Breaking news: Joel, Christian hockey? is now a sports fan. Yeah, I, <laughs> in the past few months, I've gotten more into watching sports. I'm a big Lions fan, so I had a good job, good time, rubbing that in, rubbing Spencer's nose in it. Yeah, that's all right. Wait a down year. You can only beat us in our down year. Oh please. Meanwhile, in Joel's room, I don't know what the fucking. I don't even know what sports are. I don't know. Hey, Christian, you recording? The only, sp- the only oh, sport I like Finish is hacky joke. sack. <laughs> <laughs> hacky sack and see how long you can hold your breath for. <laughs> okay. Hey, are you recording? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good, because we got childhood trauma, door portals, evil plot twists, absent parenting, all of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men. The podcast season four premiere. Coming at you, not live from Monsters Incorporated. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's the Sequel Man podcast and it starts right now. Coming at you, that line from my new house. It's the freaking two men, sometimes three, but I'm not sure because I never know what my plans are. Talk about the films you care about or don't. It's the Zeke Guys podcast and it starts right now. Oh. Thank you for that, Joel. Uh, we appreciate that. Christian, why don't you go ahead and bring us in? All right. I, I'd like to apologize on behalf of Spencer. Um, Thank you for apologizing tuning in. for. <laughs> that was a little extreme. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Sequel in the Podcast. We're back. We are back. Like the Looney Tunes, back in action. Haven't seen that movie, but it's got Brendan Fazier in it, so maybe I will. Um, America's darling right now. Hey, I'm happy to see his redemption arc. Oh, me too. I'm very happy for me him. Me too. He's he's a good he's actor. Back. It's good to see him back. He's he said back. he wouldn't. He would be up for reprising his role as uh, what's his name, Donnelly. George of the no. Jungle. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Mummy. <laughs> oh, the Mummy. Of course. What's his character? I've never actually name? seen the Mummy. Oh, then you wouldn't Don't know. know. It's something Donnelly. I, th- I swear Probably. it's Donnelly. We could look it up, but I'm not going to. Ah, I don't care enough to look it up. What I care about is introducing ourselves to the show. I'm Christian Bring It All. I'm one of your hosts. I know it's been a long while. We're back after our little story so far interlude, but season four. We're here. We've begun. It's a new phase for us. Yeah, I'm Spencer. Hi, how are you? Hey, same. Look, if I... When somebody, oh, he can't, I don't he can't compare myself any more than I compare a fly. Oh, I don't see myself as older than I am if I was old, but I'm not old. We're the sequel men. <clears throat> We're back. 
Thank you for your patience. Maybe you have caught up. Maybe we've gained some new listeners. If we have, welcome. Thank you very much. We appreciate that. And we are jumping into a little, a short little franchise, but one of the best that Pixar has ever put out, uh, Monsters, Inc. So we're talking Monsters, Inc. tonight. Uh, Monsters, and Incorporated, for those Monsters, Inc. I'm Monsters, Incorporated. Hey, Betty! <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Betty! I one of the running I gags I love it. in this movie, it, and everybody knows about it who's seen the movie, is the whole Mikey gets so excited about yes. being in an ad or being in a magazine or whatever, and he's always covered up like in the employee of the month photo. I don't believe it. Oh, Mikey. Oh, Mikey, I'm sorry. I was on TV. Uh, <laughs> Did you see me? Oh, googly bear. <laughs> we got the oh smoochy poo. <laughs> What's the actress's name for a liar liar? Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. She's in. Yeah, she's great. I want a divorce. <laughs> she's not in the sequel. I mean, Future's no, I like her. her. She's not in the sequel prequel. It's nice to hear her in a, in a movie like this where she's not playing. Well, I, I only know her from Liar Liar. She's not playing. Oh, the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. That was a... <laughs> hey, Christian, I'm going to steal your bit. What was your first... Well, first of all, we you... forgot. We're Sequel Men, the podcast, if you never listened I before. Said that. You did? I don't remember. Yeah, but you can you can go ahead. Short-term memory over here. <sighs> it's been a while. My, my memory... Okay. So I got a couple memories of this. The first memory I have has kind of been more special to me now more than it has in the past. I think my mom took us kids to go see this movie at the theater. And I always remembered the ending of the movie. Like when he puts Boo back in her bedroom and says goodbye and shuts the door. Mm-hmm. And I always remember that part of when we went to the theater to see it. Any other parts I don't remember other than the door conveyor belt scene. Like the big apparatus where all the doors are stored, the door storage. Very cool. Kind of reminiscent yeah. of the oh, luggage yeah. stuff from Toy Story 2 at the oh, airport. Yeah, it is, isn't it? But way cooler. Yeah. But anyway. And this was first. Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah, this came out before Toy Story 2. No, and after. Didn't it? Huh. Same year, though? I don't know. Are you, I hey, think. Get down. No, it went Toy Story. And then A Bug's Life. Then I think Toy Story 2 came out in 2000. And then this came out in like 2002. No, because this came out after Finding Nemo, didn't it? Toy Story 2 was 99. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It almost got completely deleted from history. Have you heard that story yet? Oh, yeah. We probably, I think Mm -hmm. we talked about it when we did Toy Story. That's a scary thought. We talk about Joel not recording. Avatar oh, 2 got boy. deleted from the hard drive. Ah. Yeah, but that would have been okay. a blessing. You haven't even seen the movie yet, and you're dragging it. Yeah. But anyway, I always remember that experience. James Cameron's a tool. I always re- okay. I haven't read that thing that he said about comparing himself to Peter Jackson or whoever else. J.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, Tolkien. But I, I understand James Cameron has the ego... Bigger than the size of Jupiter. So I take what he says, kind of chuckle at it. Be like, okay, that's James again. 
That's but. just James being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I think I keep thinking that my mom probably thought that movie was really endearing, just because the little kid. It is. It is. I think I saw it in theaters too. I don't remember who I went with, but I know for sure I saw it in theaters, and then I later purchased it on VHS. And I know I've mentioned several movies where, like, when I was going through that rougher mm-hmm. childhood portion with the stepdad this was again we cover a lot of movies that i more movies as we're watching them I'm, I'm like oh this was one of those movies too oh this was a very frequent um i watched this movie as i fell asleep and it, it just played and one of one thing that always takes me back is that opening the uh-huh. The the opening credits, for some reason, that part specifically, I can, like, it's weird. I remember it takes me back to my bed. I can picture everything in my old room, and I can picture me laying in that bed watching this. That's a powerful... Like, for just several nights in a row. That's a core memory. Yeah, it is. It really is. And it was, a, like, a good memory in a rough time. Right. Like... Like I've mentioned before, like I was oblivious to it being so rough. I knew it wasn't great, but I didn't, like, I wasn't, like, ever scared or well, anything. It was just I'm like, not, eh, this kind of sucks. It's kind of like an island of, what's the word? Not sure. Solitude isn't the word I'm looking for. Sure. Let's go with that, though. But in your case, it was an island of solitude. Let's go with that. Y'all are probably yeah. thinking that's not the right <clears throat> word. But in a it sea of, like, distress, in a sense of what was going on yeah it's an escape and it was just uh it was it was one of those escape movies i know i've had several and we'll hey, probably have more nothing but wrong with that. this one even as a movie not it's not just a pixar movie i think as a movie it might be one of my top i'm gonna say top 20 all-time okay. favorite movies and i'm thinking pixar like i go back and forth toy story is my number one but is Toy Story 2 my number two? Or is I think this is my number two, and then Toy Story 2, I think, is my number three. Uh, when you... I told, I said I thought Monsters University was better than this. I haven't seen Monsters, Inc. from front to back probably since I was a kid when we had it on DVD. I hadn't watched it in so long. So I forgot... Or, and, of course, when I was a kid, you don't recognize these things when you're thinking of it watching and analyzing it this movie it i forgot how funny it was like Dude, it's so how funny. many it's so funny good. parts there are in the movie that i didn't get when i was a kid now i hear it now and it's hilarious this story even still is so original like for the time it was original the concept even is original like the, the one of the biggest things from this movie that i'm watching it going okay now, who would have thought of that is this idea that they just have an inventory of doors and if they're plugged in, you can just go into a room and the way they use the doors to go jumping through like different countries in a matter of just a few feet for them and the like that whole scene at the end is so creative and so original 
they're flying on through the doors, going in and out of them, coming out a different section of the room, and using that as a tool to get closer to Boo and to just maneuver and relocate. Well, how lucky was it that first door they went in was like three doors down? Uh, the Boo's it, door. It is. But they couldn't but get it to has, it from I mean, you know. Randall, being who Randall is. Randall Boggs. Uh, going off of the story... I, it's the like you said, it's so imaginative. Like watching the movie, I was thinking, how clever an idea is it that they inverse, they inverse it. Like the monsters, the boogeyman, they're the ones that come out and scare the kids at night. <laughs> Introducing like the idea of uh, scarcity and power, power scarcity, which yeah. is very relevant with fossil fuels, things like that. But also, yeah, it's a movie. It's like a real world. What if monsters? Mikey, had a, there's a scare a shortage. There's a scream shortage. Yeah. We're walking, and they just go to work. It's just everyday life in the monster world. Mm -hmm. But also, like, it's so cool. The inverse. The inverse of it's so funny how they're going in there scaring kids, whatever. But this little girl finds her way into their world, and everyone goes hysterical. Like, they're more terrified of this little girl than anything else. Uh-oh. What I'm is back. happening? I don't know. This is just typical. It's welcoming us back. But you can hear me now. I can hear you. Yeah. If the that happens again, maybe we can stop the recording and just chat. Because we're recording on our own ends. Yeah. I, anyway. Um, the last thing I was talking about is, I was like, monsters in the real world. It's cool. That's what I said last. Okay. So One sec. I got to get the time here. There we go. Okay. So the idea... No, was, the idea of the monsters being scared of the kids. It's the other... first. Yeah. Well, they're not... They're scared to get touched, but it's... You know, it, it's the idea of... Well, the monster under your bed, like, they're just trying to do their job. They're normal. They're not really mean. Like even the line, there's there's such a subtle when they when Sully's with Boo and she's like kind of afraid and he goes, "Don't worry." Like and he's getting her to bed. And he goes, I, "I'm not gonna scare you. I'm off duty." Like it is. It's just yeah. a job for them. Like it's not personal. <laughs> but what you were about to say before we got cut off is, um, you were you had said, and then you have this little girl, and you were talking. Yeah. You were about to well, so. Uh, that was just the idea that you see, usually it's the other way around. It's vice versa. The little girl is the one scaring the crap out of these monsters. Who They're monsters. They're, they have a reputation to be scary. They're all, they're stereotyped to be scary. That's what the story is. Somebody had the idea, what if it were the kids that scared the monsters because they thought they were toxic? Yeah. And that sort of thing. It's just a great concept. And it is very imaginative. This is one of Pixar's best movies because the concept is so original, like you said, and creative. With the doors, with the monsters, using scream energy for power and how they live such a, you know, they work in a factory, in a power plant, essentially. And but they turn then, that into, it's such an interesting concept. It's they turn great. that, they, they take that, but then flip it and be like actually 
we would be more successful if we made kids a laugh. So then the relationship totally changes from we want to scare kids they're toxic to they're not toxic. Laughter is actually producing more sustainable energy. Let's shift. And now we're just trying to make kids laugh. We're the we're not the monsters under your bed anymore. We're the trying to hide and scare. We want to be seen because we need to make them laugh. So it's like they become and they go from the message. bad guys just doing a job. They're not bad guys, but they're the bad to the good guys. Like the monster, yeah, I had a monster in my room, but he just makes me laugh. So each night it's like, oh, cool. When When's my monster going to show up? But what a great idea for those kids that when this movie came out, I was never yeah. afraid of monsters under my bed. But for kids to see this, for kids who are like, oh, there's a monster in my closet, there's a monster under my bed, and parents are having trouble like trying to get them to understand that though that's not real. It's like just a trick of the light or your sweater hanging over the doorknob like in the beginning scene. Yeah. But saying, oh, well, if it's a monster, it'll be Mike Wazowski or Sully Sullivan, James P. Sullivan. What a great lesson, too, to help kids kind of get over that fear that they might have. I don't relate to it, but a bunch of kids probably did. I'm sure my kid, my four-year-old's going through a a monster's phase right now. And we just watched, like, we watched this for Movie Monday. And, like, he, we, this is how weird the phase is for him. Because he'll, like, it's not like he cries, he's scared to go to bed. But he just talks about monsters. Like, certain things are scaring him that aren't scary. Like, we... We were going to make cookies tonight. And you know those the cookies with like the M&Ms and the oats and the chocolate monster chips? Cookies, yeah, yeah, monster cookies. We were going to make cookies. And then I was like, yeah, we could make monster cookies. And he was like, yeah, we have the googly eyes, like the edible eyes. And then he didn't want to make them anymore because of the idea that they were monster cookies. And that scared oh, him. No. Yeah, and I was like, okay. But we ended up making brownies. So... Make, it worked out. Make Wazowski cookies next time and only use one googly eye. Yeah, I'll tell him. I'll tell him. But that's it was it's just a weird phase. I don't think it's gonna last like no, it's, it's, it's just weird. Those things He's pass four. in time. When I was a kid, I mean this is when I was like This isn't even rel- relative to what I was gonna say, so never mind. I mean you could say it. I'll say I no, went through it a has phase. no bearing on anything. I was I wasn't afraid of monsters, I was just really homesick. When I was younger. I was afraid of people breaking in because I saw an episode of like America's Most Wanted once and this this guy broke into a house and killed the family. And I was like, oh. that's gonna happen. Why are we watching no, it's this? Not. And it, it never did happen. But every time a car would drive by because during this time, um there we were on a dirt road, so not a lot of traffic. So anytime a car and it looked like they were going slow. And my window faced the road. I was like, oh, no. Here they come. They're coming to rob us. Because wh- why else would a car be on this road? They never did. And sometimes my stepdad would have, like, friends just randomly come at different times of the night. So they would pull into the driveway. And I was like, here it is. But then I'd recognize the car. But just weird stuff like that. You do that when I pull up to your house at night. Not so much I'm anymore. coming to record. I will still get nervous. Like, when I take my dog out in the middle of the night, it'll it's literally the middle of the night between midnight and, I don't know, like, three. And I know. I got that there's message cars, back from you. <laughs> if there's cars coming, I'm like, this is it. 
This is it. They're going to stop. They're going to get oh. I'm murdered right here. There was one night, and then we'll get into the movie. There was one <laughs> night I took her out, and then she started to like growl and like bark. Oh. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't uh. want to wake anybody. Because somebody, and this was at like two in the morning, three in the morning, somebody was taking a walk down the street. They were walking. I'm like, okay, okay we're going to cut this short. We're going to go in because she was barking. I wasn't like actually like afraid, but I'm like, we're, I'm not going to wake anybody up. She's right. barking. That's going to bring attention. I don't want to create a conversation. So I, I had to pull her in. But also, what are you doing walking at 3 a.m.? Well, interesting story. And then I have one more thing about Monsters, Inc. Well, hopefully I you have went, more things about Monsters, Inc. What, oh, actually, The whole episode well, yeah. is dedicated to One more to thing it. before we get into it. Yeah. When... I was in high school, me and uh, two or three other friends, me and three other friends, we would go on, we did a couple of like late night walks. They're fun. Which were like midnight, one it's fun to scare sort yourself. of thing. And it wasn't because we were trying, we were not doing anything mischievous or devious or anything like that. We were just literally walking around the neighborhood and just talking, just talking and walking and yeah. chatting. And we stopped and sat somewhere and talked some more and we, we just walked around. Thing. Okay. One time we got pulled over by the cops. For well, walking? Because I think one of our, one of my friends was on a bike or something and he didn't have a reflector. On, mm. or we didn't have reflective jackets on or something like that. And we got pulled over and talked to. And then my sisters and my dad tried to play a prank on me and said, oh, the cops were here and they were asking about something you did at the park. <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, what'd I do? And they were, they were just pulling my leg. So... But anyway, Monsters Inc. Yeah, we used to go walk through cemeteries the... late at night. So, oh, um, you did. Yeah. Anyway, Monsters Inc. <laughs> <laughs> the video game. I my mom rented me the video game. Of once course. For the of PlayStation course you played One. The video game. I forget what it's called. Is it not just called Monsters Inc.? No. Hold on. Monsters, Monsters Inc. The video Inc. game. That's what it is. Yes. One. Hold on. I'm looking it up. I think it was, uh, it's I don't think it's Scare Island. Scare Island? I think it Island. might have been Scare Island. Or Scream Team. The Monsters sequel we should have gotten. Team. That's the, yep, it was Scream Team. I remember we played, I rented that. I got that on PS1 one time. And Solid. I remembered it was a lot of fun. It was a fun little platformer, kind of like Toy Story 2. Which a lot of people are like, oh, we need this one remastered. The Toy Story 2 game? Yeah. Yeah, we do. That game was sweet. I never beat it. I probably could now. You need to play the Toy Story 3 game. All right. Which is actually quite good. I want to get bonus, a PlayStation. Bonus fact, you should. And a PS2. You should one, one, at one time. We should. But the uh, Toy Story 3 game developed, fun fact, by Avalanche Software. Mm-hmm. And they developed the new Hogwarts Legacy game. I'm not playing that about... game because J.K. Rowling. Okay, there, I'm done. We're, we're not, not going to get, get into, that. into that one. We're not going to get into that. I've already talked. I've already spoken a lot about it. I mean, maybe one day we'll we're air it out. We'll talk about it. Not air it out because that implies dirty laundry. I just, yeah, maybe we'll I'm, talk about it and have a laundry. discussion. Maybe we'll just discuss it. Yeah, we should talk about Monsters, Inc. now. Yeah, I think we should. We should. All right, well, let's just get right dive in. 40 minutes in. Let's just jump right in. It's actually, actually, it's uh, 27 minutes. And, and if you're on Clatuinia, 
it's uh it's times different. We measure time in woofs. We should do the Nolan oh, verse. Stupid. Do Interstellar. That'd be fun. I would to love talk to do about. Interstellar. I would love not to a do franchise, but we could. Well, okay. You know what I'd love to do more? Monsters Inc. Yes. So let's start right in with Act One. Do you have one nineteen? Do I see one twenty? Oh, I don't believe it! I'm not even breaking a sweat. Not you! Look! The new commercial's on! The future is bright at Monsters Incorporated. I'm in this We're one. Part I'm of in your this one. Life. We power your car. We warm your home. We light your city. I'm Monsters Incorporated. Hey, look, Betty! Carefully matching every child to their ideal monster <laughs> to produce superior screen, refined into clean, dependable energy. Every time you turn something on, Monsters Incorporated is there. I'm Monsters Incorporated. We know the challenge. The window of innocence is shrinking. Human kids are harder to scare. Of course, MI is prepared for the future. With the top scarers, the best <laughs> refineries, and research into new energy techniques. Okay, here I come. We're working for a better tomorrow. Today. Where am I? Monsters Incorporated. We scare because we care. I can't believe it. Oh, Mike. I was on TV! Ah, did you see me? I'm a natural! Hello? I know! Hey, wasn't I great? Did the whole family see it? It's your mom. <laughs> what can I say? The camera loves me. Act one. It's a dark night. In a child's bedroom, he awakens in fear. He senses the shadows moving in the night, creeping. We see eyes and a figure in the dark slinking toward the child's bed. He makes his move and stands over the bed as the child screams in terror, only to reveal the monster's an idiot. He gets scared himself and trips on toys. The kid was mechanical. This was a training simulation for the new recruits. Mr. Waternews comes in, very disappointed, and talks about the recruits being suck and wants more scarers like like James P. Sullivan cut to Sully asleep getting woken up by his partner and best friend his work part his part they're friends roommate best friends uh, Mike don't worry about it Mike, I know the one-eyed green monster there's a scream shortage they work at Monsters Incorporated to manufacture screams for energy from children for energy to power the city. Sully is close to the scare record, as is his rival and douchebag, Randall. One of the monsters his gets bag? a... His rival and he's a... Yeah, okay. One of the monsters gets a sock on him and gets shaved, and that's a 2319! And the whole place shuts down because they think kids are toxic. Later that night, Sully is on the scare floor turning paperwork in for Mike. He notices... An activated door on the scare floor and checks it, but accidentally brings a child into Monster World. The city is in pandemonium as the child is on the loose. Mike and Sully take it back to their house and try to think of a plan to return her. Can I just say I love, I love the opening of the movie, the tone of it. Oh, it's great, and it comes back. Not, not just the jazzy part, like you said, like you remember a lot. That part's really cool. I like how it blends the 2D kind of jazzy yeah. art 
artistic element to the movie, but when it transitions to the scare scene, how it sets up almost like a horror film. Yeah, and it goes it, in the you know, door. It's, it's meant to be, yeah. And then it shows him like the kid, you don't know if that's fake yet, but he looks at the door and, he think, and you can see the monster's arm there, but then he looks back and it's a sweater. Yep. You must have learned Such that a one at university. Such a but great setup. I love it. The only thing I wish it did was it didn't cut away when it shows the kid like kind of go like this, kind of look at the door. Yeah. He hears it and then go back to sleep. Hang on that shot and then it would be even scarier to see the doorknob turn in the background and then open instead of cutting away to something else. Yeah, that would have been cool. That would have been more effective, I think. But I also like how it foreshadows uh, the end of the movie with him, with the monster getting quote unquote freaked out, which results in a comical scene of him like falling on the jacks. That. He and uses that on as the his routine. Ball. Yeah. But I love how that's foreshadowing. Like right now with the company philosophy, they're trying to scare kids, not make them laugh, but he's, he's screwing up so bad in the trot in the simulation by tripping over these jacks and the soccer ball and stuff. And it's making the audience laugh. And then we get Bonnie Hunt, a Bonnie Hunt Bonnie cameo. Hunt is whatever her face is as the, the um, name. She's in every like Pixar the, movie, isn't she? Just like She's in a lot. I don't think she's in every. She's in... Ratzenberger? She's in a bunch. She's in A Bug's Life. Yep. She's in the Cars movies. Yep. She's in this. I don't know if she's in... Uh, she's in Nemo. She's in... Is she? I think she Who is. is. She? I don't know. I don't know, but she's in here Might as like the, the tech, the simulator tech and like kind of the trainer. And Can anyone tell me what was the first thing that she did wrong? Or what that he did wrong? Oh. Uh. <laughs> right. Da, ba, ba, ba. There. The door. You left the door open. And, and the, that's foreshadowing the too. Is the worst mistake any monster can make because... It could let in a draft. It could let in a <laughs> child. And Mr. Waternoose. Waternoose. Famous voice. Yep. Isn't he in Snow Dogs? Yeah. He's that yeah. guy. R.I.P. Pretty sure he died. No, you got something wrong in your head. <laughs> yes. You remember that it scene? It is that guy. He's all, he's, he voices another character, too. In James, movie. give me that child. That's Such actually a scary. Voice. That's it actually is, scary it is at scary. the end of the movie. What is his name? I'll tell you his name. Yep. It is James Coburn. Ah, uh, yeah, I he think was he passed also away after Snow Dogs came out. His last Obviously, movie was in 2002. Okay. He was a voice of something. That was else. another movie my mom really liked that we had on DVD. Snow, Dogs. Snow Dogs. Me too. Yep. Another great one. Another good one. I remember the part where he punt, he bites uh, the dog's ear. To show dominance. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. I watched that over the summer. But we're talking about We'll get into that. Yeah. My, well, we this get brings into us that. back. This all this movie, another element of it, it brings me back Nostalgia. to the, those early 2000s where you watched, where you were in elementary school, carefree lifestyle. Yeah. Going, going to school, coming home, watching, watching movies Monsters like Inc. this. Watching over Disney Channel when it had good programming. Yeah. When it had good programming. Now we have. Nickelodeon also. The um, it's amazing how much the world has changed in twenty years. To oh be yeah. honest, I love how this is 
it literally is just monsters in the real world going about their business. Like the the commercial, like the satire nature of it and like the news oh, yeah. report. How like there's bad acting because it's just the workers. We're, We're working, working for a better tomorrow. Today. Yeah. <laughs> and just did you catch the, the subtle with the, with the M. The subtle <laughs> like when it shows Sully open the door, like when it's it's demoing, you know, B roll of um them doing the job. He like he looks at the camera and pauses for like Okay, now I'm supposed to walk now? in. Yeah. That's my cue. Like, and they caught that because he's not an actor, and it shows that he's not good at that. But he is the face of the company. I'm like, Monster it's so Incorporated. Good. Hey, look, Betty. Like, it's. So... <laughs> I'm in this one. I'm in this one. I'm in this one. And then, and then you you think this has so many like fake outs. You think um, so. Mike gets a call, and he's like, "I know. Did you see me? Did the family see me?" And you're like, "Oh, his family called him." And then it's Sully's mom. <laughs> It's your mom. Like, it's so... This movie is so freaking fun. And Billy Crystal, God bless him. An all-star performance, voice acting performance. There's so many parts. Most of the laughs I had in this movie are... John Goodman has some, too. I can still hear her little voice. (laughs) But just all-star. Whoa, I can hear it, too. How many kids you Uh, got in there? (laughs) Like, it's so funny. This movie is so freaking funny. There's a part in the third act that gets me every single time and it it's just I'll, when we get to it but oh my gosh it's just <laughs> i do have one question for you though i want your take on yes. this so when when boo finally gets in there and he's she's scared and it's like oh randall randall's your monster so hey that looks like randall do are do kids get the same monster every night because I'm assuming they get mul- the monsters get multiple doors, but do they get the same rotation of doors every night? That well, it might be itineraried. It might be part of their weekly schedule. Like that, each monster is probably probably assigned to a kid because once you scare that kid once, they begin to fear seeing that monster again and again and again. They get that like how she was afraid of Randall. Yeah, on assuming. To be many different occasions. Yeah. So what you you engender that fear into them. Like how somebody gets scared of like, oh, I'm scared of the boogeyman. I don't know. You know what I'm trying to yeah, say? Yeah, I no, I totally do. You scare that, someone once and they become scared of that for good. And if it happens if they if the they monster traumatized, returns, that's what I'm it's looking like, for. oh now I'm gonna get even more scared because now I'm anticipating it in the build up. And then, oh, I'm right, they do show up. But eventually, because the monsters never get them, the kids don't know that they think they're toxic. So it's just another cool dynamic. They're each scared of each other for different reasons, but they're never going to act, like, they're never going to get physical. Like, the kids are never in actual danger. No. They just don't know that. The monsters think they're the ones in danger. And it's just... Yeah, that's a. I'm just thinking of that now for the first time. Like it's a cool dynamic there. They're afraid of each other, but the other side doesn't realize. Well, monsters know that the kids are scared of them, but they don't realize. The kids don't realize that they're scared of the monsters. That they're terrifying, yeah. But for different reasons, and it's just this. Well, that could also be. I mean, this is kind of a stretch. It kind of has a concept of the fear of the other. 
You know, kind of I mean? like it's the it's idea kind of, of animals. Like you always hear it when you're out in the woods or something. Hey, if you ever encounter a bear, just act all crazy and and act like you're the alpha because hey, you might not be louder, know it. Be bigger. They're more afraid of you than you are of them. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think so. If I saw a bear in the woods, I really don't think they're more afraid of me than I am of them. I just don't. I don't think so. Oh, man. But I'm sure some animals are, like a raccoon. You know, you go up to them and start, you know, you start punting and they probably will run away. If animals knew the power they had over humans, oh my gosh, we'd be all dead. The world would be, it'd be Zootopia. Oh. Really? Yeah, there's a sequel coming out to that, so we'll have to cover that in a couple okay. years, too. I mean, that was a good movie. That's a great movie, but so is Monsters, Inc. Yeah, the, the whole setup, they're just going to work, and it's, you know, they're they're saying hi, the, the usual, the generic, hey, Jerry, how are you? Oh, how's that? This, and walking down the street, everybody knows everybody. There's just kids playing. It's just, it's everyday life for these monsters, and they all have different jobs. Ted's walking to work. Yeah, the guy takes five steps and he's there. I want to know what his job is. He could, he should have been my character spotlight. <laughs> he could have been my character spotlight. I don't know what he is. Uh, I always hey, have one. It's on the house. Hey, Baba, Baba, Bada Bing. I think that was Ratzenberger. No, well. he's the. Oh, you, but it sounded like him with an accent. I don't think it was. I mean, I can Who check. Who voices fungus? Uh, I can tell his you voice sec. is really familiar. I can tell you in a second. The voice of Fungus is Frank Oz. That is no familiar. No way. That is really? pretty familiar. Yeah. Okay. Pretty freaking familiar. Here, I can just run. <laughs> let me run through it real quick. There are some names in here. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right. So Steve Buscemi is Randall. Of course. That's, yep. I mean, that's a name. James Coburn, as we said. Jennifer Tilly. Um, Bob Peterson voices Roz, and you're not going to know that name, but let me just tell you... Is he a Pixar you, director? Well, let me just tell you this real quick. He voices um, a character, an additional, just like a side character in almost every Pixar film. He voices... Obviously, Roz, Mr. Ray from Finding Nemo, the teacher. He's additional voices in The Incredibles, in Cars and Up. He's the voice of Doug, the dog. He's, uh, I mean, he's... Are you sure about Mr. Ray? Yeah, I'm looking at it right here. And in Finding Dory, Mr. Ray, Mr. Ray. In Cars 3, oh. he voices Chick Hicks. I've never seen Cars, ever. We'll do those next year because uh, they're solid. But, oh, there were some other names on there, too, that I wanted to. He, so who did I end with? Bob Peterson. He's, he's a voice guy. John Ratzenberger, obviously, is the Yeti. Frank Oz, Fungus. Um, Bonnie Hunt. sounded so familiar. Those are really the only, like, I'm the sorry, last. sorry, Mike. Randall told me I'm not allowed to fraternize with Victims of his evil plot. <laughs> this is how he calls it an evil plot, like what it is. He's like, oh, okay, cool. 
Oh, fungus. Which way did he go? That's terrifying. That machine. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. That would kill the kids. So Randall actually <laughs> does intend harm, but the other yes. monsters don't. They just want to scare him and not get touched. But oh my god, what is lips though? Oh, yeah, it's kind of brutal. Like he almost suffocates. Did I bark oh. on my shirt? Thought I felt something crawling on me. I didn't. We're just talking about fungus. But this act, when I always, even though I know, I'm not gonna see him because I know he's just. It's not there but ted the big where we only see his leg yeah <laughs> i always expect to see him walking when they cut to the the wide wide establishing shot of monsters incorporated oh, i automatically man. just like okay where is he but he where's, probably doesn't work there not every ted? monster works at monsters inc they have other jobs right. so give us those shorts disney no, he, plus he grinds down the raw materials Oh, right. Yeah. He's the, the door manufacturer. He's the equivalent of the cranberry pool. He just crushes a bunch of stuff. I oh, don't yeah. know, man. <laughs> no, he's he's probably just like a cop. Well, they haven't discovered solar energy yet. Or oh, water when they energy. Do. Or wind oh. energy. When they but do. I, one, I, love, I love the scene... It's, it's a cool scene when they all get in, when they're all getting ramped up to scare. And then is it there wasn't there an outtake? No, there was a trip. version with the uh, Yeah, that was with Stitch, wasn't it? I don't think it was Stitch. Wait, are you you mean the character Stitch? Yeah. I don't think so. When I they guess, inserted Stitch into a bunch of different movies. I didn't know they did that. But there was a scene where he trips. I remember that. It was a, from yeah, a that's trailer or something. In slow motion. Yeah. That's an outtake. But also oh. one of the outtakes, real quick, where we're talking about him, when the, uh, the Ted scene it shows him and it's rex from toy story oh i see i didn't see any outtakes yeah it was were they later on in the credits i think so i didn't watch them this time because it was like bedtime so i was like okay let's go and i didn't watch them but i usually do watch them Mm -hmm. i i remember some of them like go ahead kid go throw up instead of go grow up And they do like more with the musical numbers. Oh, yeah. They show the musical, like bits of the actual musical, not outtakes, but they show. Oh, yeah. Yep. Put the kid back where it came from or so help me. They show the, the musical, like clips from from it. Can you stop? Can you stop? My cat. Put another door on there, Bob. I'm feeling really good today. We got a dead door over here. Dude, I love how that little side plot progresses during the movie. Throughout the movie. The where he keeps getting twenty three nineteen. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love that big guy. He's like a brother to me. We gotta and then he turns on him. <laughs> throws him in the door, shuts it. <laughs> it that yeah. I wanna see more of I, I love how exaggerated show, that is when they find the show is hilarious at parts. The show too. is fine. I want to see shorts of other side characters. Like, each episode uh, follows a different side character and what their job is. Like, Ted. Okay. The, speaking of the different... Well, Ted being a unique design. Before I go on to my next point, I want to mention how... When they're doing the whole gearing up scene. Putting the doors down. Oh, yeah. Showing how that process is. They walk onto the scare floor and they get going. When that one guy comes out... 
She almost touched me, man. She came this close. Get it together, man. I could be dead. I could have died. <laughs> like these monsters are just, they're more scared of them than they are of them. It's Put so it together, funny. man. Slap. We got a dead door over here. Hey, I didn't know Will Smith was in this movie. Uh -huh. Hey, cameo. Smack, smack. And those are coming up. The slap part two. I bet oh, they parody man. it. So the pink ones it. go to purchasing. The fuchsia ones go to Roz. No, no, no. The golden ones go to Roz. Golden run ones. I don't even know what puce is. There's a door here. <laughs> he looks, oh, that's puce. <laughs> you didn't file your paperwork. Paperwork last night. Oh, oh I'll, I'll be sure to be less careless. <laughs> so good. I love that little Opening that act. little tweak. It's little things like that that make the script shine. Yes, especially when not only the the lines are great, but the actors who are saying them are great. All the acting in this yeah. is perfect. Mm -hmm. Every character is perfect. Boo, adorable. Her ramblings, the little girl, I think she was actually three. She's just freaking adorable. And with a two-year-old girl child in the house, I'm like, yeah, that's not, yep. That reminds me, yep, there she, she's rambling nonsense. It's so adorable. Like when what, she's singing the nonsense the lyrics. Yeah. Love that part. That's an act too, but I love that part. Some of it, like it, all right, and you're it, done now, right? And it ah! sounds oh, sorry. Some of them sound like real words, <laughs> but they're just not quite. Uh, are you done in there? Oh, yeah. ah, sorry, sorry. One part that made me crack up was when, Mikey, she can't be in here. This is the men's room. What? That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard you say. Like, that's what? That so weird. <laughs> that is the weirdest thing you've ever said. What are you talking about? What are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to find Boo. You lost it? You named it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And I love how Mikey slowly progresses into, you know, growing affectionate toward her affectionate like yep. calling it at first calling it an it calling her an it and then she boo and he he comes along but the progression of him i think is perfectly paced because you're right at first what would you think I mean, yeah this this child we think it's toxic ah! <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say that's one of my favorite parts when he he like taps the flipper on his foot twice. Oh, I had those alphabetized <laughs> when she ruins the he movies. He does the so good. He does the black sheep scream. Uh, <laughs> another cute moment when they lay the multiple the times. She is, or when she's drawing and they keep throwing cereal at her. <clears throat> and then she catches a little Cheerio or what. What does he say? He's like, rockets, it's too expensive. This, that. <laughs> We're going to dig a tunnel underneath. 
with spoons. With spoons. Using only spoons. That's it. We're going to dig a I tunnel and release it into the wild. With spoons. <laughs> Their <laughs> dynamic is so good. Like the training, you know, the morning routine. That's all great. This movie is pretty close to perfect, if I'm being honest. I don't... There's not very many plot points. What, what does he say? Bunk beds! Bunk beds! Don't let the kid touch you! Don't let him touch you! I don't know, but it's been said I love scaring kids in bed. Kids in bed! Scary yeah. monsters don't have plaque. <laughs> also, I... It, it also takes you... Just, again, the little details. Hey, do you have any odorant? Not deodorant. You got white dog? Because they're monsters, they want to smell yeah. bad. I got. Uh, what, yeah, what does he say? Do you have any uh, garbage? Fresh garbage. I got wet dog. Yeah, that'll work. All right, stink it up, buddy. Like it's so <laughs> like all those little details. So amazing. Oh no, the paperwork, the paperwork. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? Googly bear, should we go? And then all each of her hair strands is a snake and they have their own personalities. Yeah. And then they get the cone. Oh smooch or oh googly bear, you're such a charmer. Snake charming. I like that. Celia Will ya? Happy birthday. <laughs> Sully Wally. <laughs> Hi, Celia, Wheelia. You notice I put them under googly so, bear. Oh, what a good idea! You know what? I, what does he say? Like he realizes <laughs> that's annoying. Why would you do that? Oh, you hear that? You hear that? It's the winds. You hear that? You hear the change. winds of change? Ah, what a creep! Oh, what a One creep! One day I'm really gonna <laughs> let you teach that guy a lesson. <laughs> so funny. when he says. Just a little place called Harry Harryhausen. They make it sound like such an upscale place, but literally everybody on the on the scare floor was there. Were they that night? Yeah, hmm. they reused unless they were the same monsters. I almost said aliens. Did I say? I mean, alien? they are kind of aliens. They're all like most of them were there. Like it was just your average like Cheers. Norm comes walking in. Norm. What do they say when Mike. they walk in? It sounds like paper bag. I no, know, but it sounds not. like it. Well, look it up. Let's look right, it up really look it quick. Up. You look it up. What do you? You what look else it up. I got Oakley in the egg bay. So the uh, yeah, the news report. Well, I, there was a child picked me up. Oh and yeah, me like a dog, like a doll. <laughs> What was, he made flew that joke. right over. He had five, eight, or why? What? Well, a kid flew right over me and blasted a car with its laser vision. I tried to run from it, but it picked me up with its mind powers and shook me like a doll. It's true. I saw the whole thing. Getting the interviews from like bystanders when a disaster hits. It's so good. And then when Boo laughs, it foreshadows. Shook me like a doll. Like one of those, again, another just like it foreshadows. We don't realize it, but... When she laughs and the power overloads and they go, what just happened? See, and that's another example of great script writing foreshadowing. It, it is. Everything, well, not everything, but a lot of stuff in Act 1 that's set up comes back in a meaningful way, in an important way. And sometimes, like the simulator, that's, well, no, it's not made for a joke. It oh, starts yeah. as a joke and then is useful. The laughter starts as a, like, we're getting hints of, okay... There's a scream That's why shortage. I want, I want, 
meaning it's not yeah. as useful as what they think. The whole perception of what monsters are supposed to do is completely flipped when they realize, oh, laughter. It's so good. I, I'm going to say that a bunch during this. This movie's so freaking good. It's so well written, and I wanted to say it just flows well. Everything flows well. Everything is paced really well. Yeah. Like the mist, like the whole. You obviously we know in hindsight we've seen the whole movie, but when you watch it in hindsight, you realize, oh, they set this up really early. They set everything up well in the first act, which is typically what you want to do in movies, just on a general basis. But this movie does it really well within the logic of the movie. They even set up Roz but, being uh, number one, like. You'll hear, it's kind of in passing, but number one, watch this whole place sweep. And you're like, number one, like that's probably just there, but you don't think anything of it. But then in the end, mm -hmm. yeah, number one would like to come in. You're like, who? This must be some sort of, and then it's Roz. And you're like, oh, of course. Ah. Like every little element in this movie is so, they drop, they put the hint in and they're like, we will get back to that. Don't you worry. And it's gonna work like out. talking about banished monsters yeah and he mentions the abominable, abominable snowman. snowman like come on pixar you peaked here well, the door the door being left open that's the big one i can think of the door and being the door left shredder open. that comes back like everything yeah. comes back everything and then they set up the whole mystery at first you think it's just randall trying to do the scare break the scare scare record and he's working late he's doing some nefarious stuff yeah whatever he's cheating he's cheating but it's actually bigger than that which we'll talk more about later you know what on. here's a random i'm pivoting a little bit but one of my mm -hmm. favorite moments of this is just a classic classic like workplace small talk you know talking with the boss when water noose is talking to sully and it's like he's taking him under his wing and he goes and he does the old, well, I learned everything I know from you. I'll give him the old water news jump and growl. And it like skinnies. Oh, oh my goodness. And then he takes it. He puts his <laughs> arm around him and Sully this moment right here, the subtlest thing, but it's so spot on to how people react. Like when they're, they don't like, I don't know how to explain it, but he does this. He wipes his note like the Ola. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Like people do that. They wipe their do the old modesty. Yes, that yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed now, but you know, it's cool that this guy thinks so highly of me. So I'm yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> kind of like the Chris Farley thing when he does that with his head, where he's <laughs> shut up, Richard. That thing, so subtle, yeah, and I love it yeah. every time. You wouldn't even think anything of it, but I do. The the nose wipe. The embarrassed nose wipe. The nervous, I don't know what else to say here, proud. It's so, like, come on. They're just monsters doing a job. I like how animated <laughs> the character Sully is when he f discovers Boo. Oh, yeah. And she's, like, lifting his tail up. And he he's, like, running around. And you can feel the weight of his feet, like, his whole body when he runs around. Just the sound design. And just how how well animated he is, I don't know. That just sticks out to me. It it is great animation, and each of those hairs and had I to like be animated. The... By the way, there's like a ridiculous amount of hairs on him that <clears throat> individually had to be animated that took 
like just several mm-hmm. bunches, billions of hours. Now it's probably way simpler oh, yeah. to do. And the animation but is amazing, but it is 2001. For being as old as it is. And yeah. after seeing several Pixar movies since, you're like, that's not as crisp as I thought it was. You can see the, yeah. But it still is great. The monsters look good. The monsters Smart look play to do monsters because it doesn't have to be realistic and minimal humans. With humans, you have to try and suspend your disbelief more. Well, and they do it so smartly. Which they did with Andy really well in Toy Story It's 3. easier to do a child because they don't have the, you know, the age wrinkle. Their faces are really smooth. Their features aren't as defined. It's so simple. And then when they do show adults in this one, it's their silhouette. So it's a shadow. They do it so smartly. With monsters, you can just make up textures. It doesn't, just like with toys, Toy Story. They were really smart with their first few several projects. Like mm-hmm. now, since then, you know, they've gotten, I think. Now they suck. <laughs> since no. these early movies where they were like, we can't really animate humans. So we have to think outside the box. They have to be more creative. I think that was a strength looking at their movies now, like not all of them, but a lot of them are just people. Movies the about animation people. is still stellar. Oh, it's way better. It's just. It's just, I guess you could say it's not as imaginative. Right, because now they can do people. So they're like, let's just do this one's about people. I mean, Inside Out's, yeah. you know, I haven't seen that movie front to back. So we can do that one when the sequel oh, yeah. comes out. But the concept is interesting. Like with an animated movie, but I'm kinda, I don't want to see people. I'm kind of getting... If I want to watch people, no. you wanna see I want to watch live something action. unique. Yeah. Show me more monsters. Show me stuff like that. <clears throat> like, have you seen the movie uh, Strange World? No, I haven't. They, it's not Pixar, but it's Disney. That ha- deals with people, yeah. but they're in this world. If you're going to have people, you have to make the world super imaginative. You have to. But that's that's just a little tangent on animation. Mm-hmm. I've said my piece. Mm-hmm. Um, act yeah, do you want to go to Act 2? I'm ready. All right, I'm here ready. we go. Act 2, baby. Mike, that's not her door. What are you talking about? Of course it's her door. It's her door. No, her door was wide. No. And it had flowers on it. No. It must have been dark last night, because this is its door. Hey, you hear that? Sounds like fun in there. Okay, send me a postcard, kid. That's Mike Wazowski, care of 22. Mike Wazowski, you got your life back lane. Wazowski. Very good. Now, bon voyage. Bye-bye. Come on. Look at the stick. See the stick? Go. Get the stick. Go fetch. Mike, this isn't Boo's door. Boo? What's Boo? That's what I decided to call her. Their problem? Sully, you're not supposed to name it. Once you name it, you start getting attached to it. Now put that thing back where it came from, or so help me! Oh, hi! We're rehearsing uh, a scene for the upcoming company play called, uh, Put That Thing Back Where It Came From, or So Help Me. <laughs> it's a musical. <laughs> yeah, put that thing back where it came from, or so help me. So help me, so help me, and cut. <laughs> We're still working on it. It's a work in progress, but hey, we need ushers. Act T. The two buddies disguise Boo with their furniture from their couch. They rip it up. She looks like a little monster. They take her to work to try to send her home. The CDA, which is, uh, what does that stand for? Child Detection yeah, Agency. Yeah, kind of like the FDA or the FBI. They're, they're the people in the yellow. They're investigating. 
Uh, they, they're doing the investigation of the whole factory. We get so your it autograph. adds a little element of difficulty trying to... Which is another great element. They have this kid around, like, in the middle of the investigation. It introduces risk. Uh, we yes. learned that Randall left the door on the scare floor, Boo's door. As Boo takes a bathroom break, we learn that Sully named her Boo. The monsters overhear Randall talking about some machine he wants to test on Boo. Randall corners Mike and threatens to end him if he doesn't get Boo to her door at lunchtime. Boo meets some children monsters and they seemingly get... She... And then seemingly gets put through the trash compactor. But it turns out to be a false alarm. They get her door... And Mike goes in and gets snatched by Randall, who apparently can't tell a round monster from a human child. Sully and Boo follow Randall, who has a secret <laughs> lab where he has built a machine that sucks children's screams out. He almost does it to Mike, but Sully unplugs it, and then Sully goes to the scare demo and scares Boo on accident. Boo is revealed to Waternoose, and the two monsters are banished when it's revealed Randall and Waternoose were working together to try to cheat the company. Or cheat. To cheat. One thing I'll say, I did not think of this while I was watching it. As I was reading it, it hit me. Another small moment that I think is just shows the innocence of children and how, like with what's going on in the world, you know, with like race and stuff. Obviously, Boo is in disguise, but it's not a very good, I mean, it just showed like kids will be friend. they'll welcome anybody because they're just looking for somebody to play with. Like, they're not going to have those uh, prejudices or whatever. And Boo sees them as just playmates also. Like, they're just... Yeah, they're monsters, but she's not afraid of them because they're other kids. Like, fear... Mike Wazowski. Fear of other people in races is a learned thing. It's not a thing you have. Like, Boo is just talking to these monsters. It's not And inherent. they're understanding yeah. each other. It's just a cool little allegory in that moment that i just thought of but mm -hmm. act two great act that just made me think i don't think there's any racism that we know of in monsters inc no yeah, one's not racist on. towards different monsters they're just scared of kids but it's because they think they're toxic yeah that's right. all it is like it's not a this was before you know what i'm gonna step on my soapbox here and we uh this 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 movie's so great because it was back before woke culture uh in in inflicted into our movies and rotted and trying to groom our children. Okay? Look at this is just a movie about monsters and it's monsters. It's realistic. <gasps> what? Spencer. What? <gasps> the kid isn't toxic. <laughs> it's not buzz oh buzz. oh <laughs> the kid isn't toxic i could have been sucked out of my yeah i could have died when you say that <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch that part again that is so funny because it's this terrifying looking monster it's one of those parts where you could rewind it rewatch it and laugh every time <laughs> put it together man we got a dead door we could have died i could be dead <laughs> I didn't even take any notes on Act Two because I was just enjoying watching it. But this mm -hmm. is when the plot, the plot, like again, the element of this is where the plot they walk thickens. in and it's boom, the CDA is around. They're like, oh, shoot! I didn't think of it like that. 
we have this child just out in the open and yeah we disguise not her. only do you have the risk yeah not only do you have the risk of sorry i just talked over you go well, ahead just they have this disguise but they're still trying to hide her working on it because they realize this yeah. is a disguise but if she like starts moving or talking it's going to give it away this is my nephew's uh uncle's uh kid or whatever he says i like that detail too it's uh not only do you have the the risk inherent in bringing a disguised human child to work at a monsters inc where everyone's terrified children are considered toxic whatever if they're if she's discovered she'll get taken away who knows what'll happen you'll probably get arrested for hiding a child yeah but Long story short, it adds an extra layer of risk having the CDA there because now people are actively searching the place. Yeah. Instead of just being, oh, we got to keep her disguised so nobody notices her. Oh, now we got the CDA here. Now they're so looking we for really, her. There's another element added into the mix. Yeah. It's the same. And not only that, but then you got Randall. Who's actively trying to, to find, find her, specifically yeah. her, and knows her door. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the same concept as... Breaking Bad, when you know, hi, when Heisenberg, Brian Cranston's character, uh, Walter White, is this a spoiler? No, no, you know that the whole plot is he ends up cooking meth, right? But his brother in law is a part of the um, right, the DEA, you know, the drug, like they're specifically trying to get him because he's becoming this big drug lord. And right under his nose is that, and uh, sitting right like next. They to are you. trying to find him. They don't know that it's him. It's same idea. They're trying no, to find her. They don't no, know it she's seems right really there. uncomfortable to watch. What? What scene? Oh, just to reiterate what you said. You said they're trying to find her, but they don't know that she's exactly. right there. Just kind of like Schrader and Walt. But the scene really uncomfortable in Breaking Bad. Kind of a sidebar. We is welcome when it. It's like Walt Junior's birthday party. Or they're having yep. a party at Walt's house with the pool or yep. whatever. And he's like giving Walt Jr. alcohol. He keeps, yeah. And he keeps pouring the glass. That show is so good. I need to rewatch it. That's hard to watch. There's a lot of stuff in that show that's kind of hard to watch. Like season two, there's a scene with uh, Jesse's girlfriend that, oh, oh boy. I don't. Oh boy. Is this the overdose? Uh-huh. And he just, yeah. all right, Monsters, Inc. <laughs> yeah. Act two, I got a cat hair. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, yeah. Now I'm, now I'm thinking about that. So that's terrible. Full. We should cover it. It's one of the best written shows on it. television. We could. Uh, Brian Johnson directed The Fly. What? What? Okay. See me, well, probably like. One of the best the episodes. The worst episode, really. Because yeah, nothing happens. It's, it's a filler episode. There's a lot episode. of character development that goes on yeah. in that episode, though. Just like in Monsters, Inc. But anyway. Too, a lot of character development. I think yeah. Mike starts <laughs> to come along. This is when they get banished. Did you get her card key? Yeah, no, of course I got it. Yes, just... I got a card key. Of course I got a card key. It's right here, her card key. Let's put in her card key and we'll send her back. S- Mikey, that's not her door. What do you mean? Of course this is her door. It's right there. That's her door. <laughs> All right. You can, you can uh, yeah, kid, well, go ahead and uh, go back to your life. Send me a postcard. That's... Mike, you got your life back lane. Or whatever yeah. he says. <laughs> That's not Boo's door. Boo, what is Boo? You named it? 
Or, you, yeah, that's what I call her. You never name things because then you get attached to yeah, it. Yeah, so good. It's so good. Put that thing back where it came from or so help me. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, it's a company musical. We're just rehearsing and literally for the nobody company wide musical. There's like, yeah, we don't because no. they don't know. Put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me. So help me. And cut. And there's like, okay, we're just going to keep working. Thanks for that, Mike. And Sully, boom, 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 yeah, boom, 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 <laughs> It's, man, their friendship. She's out of our head. Shut up, uh, Wazowski. Yeah, because he doesn't care. Like, you don't have to cover. He, They don't suspect anything. And they're... You thought this had to... They're <laughs> paranoid that everybody just knows. So they have to, like, make up the... You don't have to do that. But that's that's the fun of it. That's what's funny about it is that you thought this was all about that stupid scare record well yeah initially but then i heard that chuckle and now i'm very questioning <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happens wait 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 whoa wait stop wait stop i don't like things i don't like things coming down i don't like things coming down and pointing at me okay <laughs> i bet a lot of his dialogue was improvised whoa whoa hey hey mm -hmm. hey like that part, yeah. it made me laugh last night for the first time. Just when he's talking, the thing comes up. Whoa. Like, hey, look at this. Like, yeah. he knows. You don't have to point it out. It's his machine. I don't like big things coming down from the ceiling and pointing yeah. at me. Like, it's the dialogue is so... Billy Crystal gives an all-time performance. Hall of Fame performance. Mm -hmm. So, yes. he was perfect for this. It's iconic role yeah. for him, I think. It is iconic. <laughs> I feel like he almost passed on it. No, somebody did pass. I think he almost did. I think... S he almost passed on it, but... I don't know. I, maybe we're both wrong. Or you might be right. Who? He's looking it up, everybody. Pass on... But while he's looking it up, I love the reactions that... Sullivan, that Sully gives when he sees, like, the trash compactor. And he keeps fainting. Like when he he looks in the window, thus the animation's really funny there. Oh, no. He I don't think anybody passed on Mike Wazowski. Mm -hmm. Billy Crystal turned down a role in Toy Story originally, and then he got a okay. second chance at Pixar and he's like, Yeah, I'm not doing that again. Hey, that's another instance of something going wrong that turned out right. And probably better than That's what it was. That's kind of something that brings me back to the beginning of the movie. Like, they're not supposed to be tripping and falling and landing on spikes. And uh, being stupid, basically. Stupid physical comedy. They don't want that. They're trying to scare kids. But it turns out the thing that, that's wrong is actually right. I think... Kind of like how he didn't end up in Toy Story 2, but fate... Led him to this Monsters. Inc., I think he actually, which is a if better I was role. that right, he turned down the role of Buzz Lightyear. Oh, that's much yeah, better. Like it all worked out. Can how you it was imagine Billy to? Crystal as Buzz Lightyear? It wouldn't work. I mean, it probably would. No, it would have been a completely different character. But Tim Allen was perfect. Billy Crystal was perfect for this. Mm -hmm. Every voice in Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Woody! No. <laughs> I Santa Claus coming down the street in a panzer. Incoming! Okay, Act <laughs> Two, Monsters Inc. 
I this whole yeah the plot and what Dessert. happens when everybody goes to lunch. The what happens on the scare floor? It'll get painted. <laughs> like, do you think he's just intentionally no, playing you idiot. dumb, or is he really like? I don't know what you're getting at. I'm conflicted because I don't know. I you I don't know either. Like he's trying to cover. Do you notice there's a lot of a lot of what you're saying? He's toying with Randall. Yeah, like is he covering like plain dumb so he doesn't get found out, or is he actually just not getting what Randall is going for in that? I moment? think he's not getting what he's saying. What he is saying. I think saying. so too, and that's part of the because comedy. I would have said I thought he was going to say empty. Yeah, no, because Painted? everyone's at lunch. <laughs> what? Painted? And also, here's a detail I think I never certainly caught it until I saw it today. When he, when Sully finds Boo's door on the scare floor, it's at their station. Whose? It's at Mike, Mikey and Sully's station, like by where their desk is. So I think maybe if he got caught, he was going to blame it on Mike oh, and Sully somehow. Fun detail didn't i didn't notice that until today Mm-hmm. something you wouldn't really think of unless you're date but yeah knowing randall but also i think going on the whole water news the whole thing about that i again i haven't seen the movie in forever i didn't know i didn't realize that water news was in on it because he sees this new scream extractor as a way to solve the energy crisis yeah. and it's interesting because at the beginning and during the commercial they say Reliable, clean, safe energy for everyone. And as soon as you introduce that, it's not safe anymore. When you're scaring kids, sure, sure, it's psychologically traumatic yeah. for the child, but nobody's getting physically hurt uh -uh. in terms of like violence. No. This is literally putting something on a kid's face to suck the air out of their lungs and the screams. Which would have been terrifying to see. Yeah, probably would have killed them. Probably would have killed yeah. some kids during the trial. No kidding. And you know that. Yeah, during the you trials. Know the other cool. Oh, I thought I lost it. The other cool, not cool, but the thing that they hide pretty well. Like they foreshadow all this stuff. You're like, yeah. When, as, at least when I was a kid, watching this, I never once suspected mm -hmm. Water Noose. Like because no. he played it so like friendly and even when he. Oh man! Discovered like, her. We'll get her back. Not until the very moment he wasn't he's like, like that's scared. not that door's not for her. It's for you guys. Until that moment, and now that's just a normal thing in movies. You think so? You can see it coming. But in this, he never had a moment where the dialogue, like yeah, and then we can. He never says his lines like mischievously or exactly. over exaggerated, like a bad guy in a movie now would. He plays it genuine. But when it does happen. But when it does happen, when you do find out he's yeah, then behind it, and you're like, ah, to a certain yep. degree, it doesn't feel ham-fisted no. because you kind of can understand, oh, well, he doesn't want the company to go under and he's working with Randy on this machine so that they won't have to scare the kids. They can just use a machine to suck the, to the energy out of them, which, by the way, just dawned on me, that is a commentary on automation ah. in industry. You're right. How physical 
actual human labor is getting replaced by machines. And you can't replace human... You can in some aspects, but, you know, you create different Well, in some ways, nude jobs? New. Joel, sign me up! Yeah, he just... (laughs) He has that nude sense, and he just comes in... We're like, oh, Joel wants to join the staff. Hey, what? Nude? We're doing nude jobs? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I drive Lyft nude. <laughs> All right. You get better tips. <laughs> oh, man. And you see more or tips. Or you don't get as good <laughs> tips. Well, his tips, aren't as high, his tips aren't as high on a cold day. He is going to hear this Spencer. and be like, okay, so we, we're still doing Yep, I'm gone. For some reason, the tips aren't as generous in the winter. The tips are different. Tips are different. And then when you're, when you're, okay, act two. And then a customer goes, well, here's the tip. And he's like, I don't understand. Okay. I don't know. What are we doing? That that (laughs) fell about as flat as Joe. Okay. Uh, Banished. We've talked about the meat of this act. That's not Boo's door. I know. It's yours. And then you... Uh, and they turn it off yeah. right away, because as soon as I get thrown out, Sully tries to open it right back up. And it's Randall, off. Randall was on it. It's I bet it's a banishment door, so it's just as soon as it's closed, it automatically closed, shuts down. What happened to Fungus? He's just around. I don't really know. He's just... He's there, <laughs> because he shows up and he gets... He gets... Oh, face yeah, with his little mustache three. glasses, yeah. He gets his face unsucked. No, he gets his face sucked. It, his <laughs> face gets jolted. Oh, right. Oh. Oh, no. There we are. There we go. Love it. Yeah, gotta work it in. Yeah. When he's not here, yeah. of course we're gonna make fun of him. It's so easy to do when he's so not here easy. to defend himself, right? Just like just like those kids in the scare extract, scream extract, distract the machine. The machine. <laughs> but uh if you want to go right to act three already, we can if you'd like. We're talking about act three mainly. It's a really yeah. good act three and kind of longer than most animated movie act threes. So they're banished. Mm-hmm. Like we talked about it. The the whole you know, they're going through the factory with Boo undercover. We talked about all the fun parts, so we can just go to it. You ready? Go to Act Three, right, act buddy. Three, that was a short Act Two. I think the movie's Act Two is short. It's only an hour and a half. Let long. me just go through. Yeah. And uh, Randall might get snatched. Randall. We haven't even talked about the element of Randall being able to like go invisible and adapt to his surround. Like we haven't even talked about their abilities. That doesn't matter. Act Three. Mike? Look, it's not that I don't care about the kid. Mike, you don't understand. Yes, I do. I was just mad, that's all. I needed some time to think. But you shouldn't have left me out there. I'm being attacked. No, I'm not attacking you. I'm I'm trying to be honest. Just hear me out. Look, you and I are a team. Nothing is more important than our friendship. I I, I know, kid. He's too sensitive. Come on, pal. If you start crying, I'm gonna cry, and I'll never get through this. I'm sorry I wasn't there for you, but I am now. Hey, Sully, I am bearing my soul 
here. The least you can do is pay attention. Hey, look at that. It's Randall. It's... Come on! Mike and Sully are banished to the Himalayas in a blizzard where they meet the very cheerful fellow banished victim, Abominable Snowman, and he takes them to his cave for shelter and snow cones. He has no awareness of the situation, is just happy to have some company, but I'm not sure why he doesn't just go to the town down the mountain and find a door and a bedroom to the monster world. Anyway, Sully sleds down to the town to find a bedroom door to the monster world after he and Mike have an argument where Mike is mad because Sully prioritizes Boo. Randall has Boo and she's strapped in the scream extractor as Water Noose watches, but hold up because who comes to the rescue but Sully? The cha- I think. I did a lot of this writing on, from memory. The chase is on and Randall goes invisible and beats Sully up as Mike returns to help. Sully almost suffocates to death by way of Randall, they end up in the door warehouse where millions of doors are hanging on an amazing rail system. Mike and Sully try to find Boo's door, and they do miraculously, and Randall ends up getting Boo. They go through several doors and travel across thousands of miles worth of locations through door portals, or dortles as I call them now. They finally get Boo and send Randall to a hillbilly trailer where he gets beaten to death and cooked up for dinner, presumably later that night. And I'm gonna pause the act summary because I'm bringing it back. Tonight's character spotlight. Guys, it's been a while, so this might be a little rusty, but let me just explain. Ma might keep it brief. You know when they go to that trailer park and and the two, the two, the mom and the son are talking about the gator that got back in? Here's my theory. Those two aren't just any nobody no-name characters. And no, they're not characters that fended for themselves in the street. This acts as a prequel to a movie that we all know and love in the human world. But this is where they got their humble beginnings. Because yes, they did cook up Randall, the gator, for dinner. But what's that? What were they having? Why would they need gator on a special night? I mean, that's a special dinner and that just fell right into their lap, but there was a special occasion that night that they had to have Gator and get all dressed up because they were having a very special guest over, and uh, that guest was Coach Klein, who just so happened to rec- be recruiting the, the son in that trailer, one Bobby Boucher. That's right, Randall ended up in the water boy. <laughs> okay, back to the act summary. That's been tonight's character spotlight. <laughs> it's a stretch, I know. Water News then is on the hunt for Boo and corners Sully <laughs> in what appears to be Boo's bedroom, but the old simulator fake out bookends the whole thing and he's recorded revealing himself to be a bad guy so the CDA can see and arrest him with the help of Mike. We find out Roz, the hag receptionist, has been undercover all along and is the leader of the CDA. She gives Sully the chance to say goodbye to Boo before he sends her home. He keeps one piece of her shredded door. A year later, Monsters, Inc. has a new look. They're a laugh factory, as we learn laughter has more energy than screams. Mike is a top laugh-getter now, and Sully 
is the CEO, I think. Mike surprises Sully with Boo's door that he put together from the shredder, and Sully puts the final piece in and walks in to an off-screen Boo welcoming him with... Kitty! Anyway, Act 3. Man, this is one of the best Act 3s in any movie. Because it's not just a generic, hey, let, we have to wrap it up here, let's a fight scene. It's not that. It's a chase scene. We've seen chase scenes in movies. We've seen chase scenes in, in Toy Story. And even in the Toy Story ones, are they play on a generic, you know, there's a car involved or a vehicle. This is monsters. Or the baggage yeah, at the airport. Like stuff that... Which this scene, I think, was heavily derivative Probably. From. Not in a bad way, mind you. I love the door conveyor system. It's really cool looking and very oh, creative. Yeah. It's it's amazing. The the visuals, and it always reminds me of like a roller coaster because... I, the whole thing I was wondering during that scene, why isn't there a ride? There has to be a ride. Disney Come World. on, Disney. Why isn't there a Soren type ride where you're riding the door <laughs> conveyor with Mike and Sully? Oh, we got to get Boo back to her door. Can you help us? And then like it's a 3D virtual reality experience. Or an actual roller coaster. That would be so cool. Where you're just hanging yeah. from a, a door. Have you ever been on Soren? No. It's like this hang gliding attraction where you, it's like a giant dome screen around you. It sounds cool. And it's like you're flying. It's not in 3D, but you're on this thing. It goes up and down, and it feels like you're flying, but it's really cool. They should they should have done something. Are you strapped in on your like stomach? Like that. that. No, you're sitting you're there. You're sitting. Okay. Yeah, you're sitting, but it still feels like you're hang gliding. It's really, really cool. So it's not like the... If you go to Disney with your kids and your wife, check right. it out. Noted. It's not, so it's not like the, I, there, there was always a ride at the fair that was a hang gliding thing and you're strapped in on your stomach and you're hang gliding. Oh yeah. Cliffhanger. But, uh, the cliffhanger. I love there's that There's also ride. at, what is it? Univert, not Univert. Six Flags, maybe. I don't know. There's a Superman ride at some theme park that I went to oh. with my wife. It might've been Superman. And you're, Six Flags. you're on your stomach. Like it's a Superman roller coaster. So you're Cedar on your, point. it's not Cedar Point. But you're on your, I think it's Six Flags. You're on your stomach. I think it is Six Flags. And we were riding it, and before it started, one of my worst nightmares happened, and it like malfunctioned. So we were stuck in there before it started. But in this, you're not sitting. Like if we were, if it was a sitting one, it still would have been a little claustrophobic, but not as much. This, you're strapped, like your whole body's strapped in because you're on your stomach, and you couldn't. It was probably not as long as it felt, but it, it was probably like a 10 minutes. We're just hanging there at the start thing and you, they can't, they're not unstrapping you because they're trying to figure out, you don't know what's going on. You don't know if they're going to get it fixed, but it was so claustrophobic. And the, like, if I was thinking about it, then I would like freak out. But I, if I was just like, no, we're just laying down. But the moment like I tried to adjust and get comfortable and realize I had this much room to move then I just felt so trapped. It was the worst. It ended up going. We wrote it. It wasn't even worth the wait. It was just kind of cool. But anyway, Monsters, Inc. There's three. rides like that. It was fine. There's rides like that. I don't that. think I'd ride it again because I'd be terrified of that. Well, you had trauma. I do. Now every roller coaster I ride, I'm like, what if we... I used to be the guy that I'm like, yeah, strap me in. I need to make it as tight as possible. 
now I'm like, I hey, this is tight enough. I really don't want to get stuck with this thing over me. That if it's more than just a lap belt. But Act Three of this Monster Sink is really great. <laughs> it's really really good. I love the cliffhangers ride at the yeah, fair true. when it comes to town and Memorial Day. I'm I less love scared it. of that ride. I feel like there's a button they can push and you're just like, yeah, you're out. I don't know. The thing... So, how do you feel... Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, edit oh. it out. You guys are fucking... Okay, well, sorry. I'm not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what, how do I feel about what? Well, that's none of your business. How do, <laughs> if Joel was here, man, yeah, you're mean nobody. You have, you've never, you're, anyway, what? Isn't there a Joe the Virgin or something Maybe. like that? In Monsters, or? Inc.? We've no, kept this episode Monsters pretty Inc. clean up until this point. Yeah, pretty clean, talking about Joel driving well, we around nude. we haven't been saying dri- bad words. Driving stick shift. Stick and- shift, you didn't mention that. But now that you have, I get it. What what were you going to ask Let's me? Let's put this thing into second gear. Whoa! <laughs> what oh, no. is your what was your question? How do I feel about what? So, come on, I just did. Oh. All right, last one. <laughs> last one. All over the steering wheel. Oh. Ah. Uh, anyway. Okay, fun. But no, um, it's my ear hole. Yep. So Waternoose, he's in on it. Yada yada. I'd kidnap a thousand. They children get banished before I let this company die. <laughs> I like, I like the foreshadowing with the abominable snowman, and it's a fun part. And it give it's a fun part introducing the abominable snowman. We got the John Ratzenberger cameo. And I like the little detail about the snow cones being yellow. Yeah. Hey, snow cone? Oh, don't worry. They're yeah. lemon. Because <laughs> pee is sour. And but yeah. And then Mike, Mike's getting pissed off at Sully because he's like, "You never listen to me. You never listen to me," which isn't true. He listened to you like in the beginning of the movie when he's doing his workout routine. True. And I keep thinking, Mikey says, I'm a married spot. I'm a married spot. Not the case. When he's talking really funny. That's really fast, but that's in Toy Story 2. Or 2, three, whatever. Which yeah, it's 2. But I love that scene for how serious it turns. Yes. Like uh, this friendship between the two of them. And Mikey going like, hey, you're putting all your eggs in the boo basket. You know, what about me? What about my relationship with Celia? What about my job? What about my livelihood? What about our friendship? And he's like, I'm sorry, but Boo's in trouble. If we can get to the town, he's like, no, man, there's no we this time. Like, you're on your own. Like, I love that. In a movie that's largely full of funny moments and tension and like with the risk with the CDA and everyone trying to get Boo back. A lot of funny moments in there. But this is where it like turns like adult all yeah, of a sudden. For the parents. For that one moment. Yeah. And then the abominable snowman's just kind of standing there like I'm gonna go grab more snow oh. cones. <laughs> Looks like we're all out of snow cones. I'll go uh 
make some more break it up you know we need that and when he said make some more i was like wait a minute you're gonna make more of the lemonade ones where are you getting those lemons from or i'm picturing him i literally picturing him going outside the cave pissing in some snow and (laughs) making the snow (sighs) cones oh don't worry guys it's lemon (laughs) I made snow cones. Piss. <laughs> You're eating piss. I ate abominable um, snowman piss. It yeah. was me. I talked to my friend Bigfoot. He got banished a while ago. He fetched himself a nice tiara out of poison ivy. <laughs> Called himself King Itchy. <laughs> I feel like that's a reference. He says that. He says that. He's. I yeah. never noticed abominable that. snowman says that. Wow. Bigfoot. Fashioned himself a tiara out of poison oak and called himself King Itchy. Wow. I never have caught I was that like, line. Okay. I'm going to have to rewatch that part. I, you should, because it's really huh. funny. And also, he tells them it's a three day hike to the village. Yeah. Sully got there in three minutes. Well, we don't know how long. <laughs> on a sled. That's true. How long? It was three minutes on a sled. With a box of scraps. Which it really was. Sully built this sled out of a box (laughs) of... In a cave. In the Himalayas. In a box of scraps. (laughs) Well, I'm not James B. Sullivan. (laughs) I can go invisible. (laughs) Which they use that power very effectively. Oh. Where'd she go? Is she invisible? Oh, I <laughs> love his kid trying to talk. Find kid. He locked yeah. it? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, the turn to Sirius is great. And then like the triumphant return of Mike is cool where he hits him with the snowball. He's like, yeah, it's not that I, I, I do care about the kid. But there's a part, this is the part when uh, Randall is trying to strangle him that just... That gets freaking scary. It gets scary. my. It gets like the Invisible Man, like that movie. I've never seen it, but I know it's a horror movie. The the recent one. Me neither. There yeah. it. There's a part that gets me every time. Just really tickles my funny bone, and it always has. And I always rewind it a couple times. When he's getting choked, and he makes that, and he goes. That you know when he's just the way his face is, and the noise he makes. Well, Mike is just trying to talk to him. And, to him and doesn't realize the situation and then his hands just like drop and he's just trying to he's like ah. <laughs> but then the snowball rev- can he not just even though he's invisible he knows he's around his neck why isn't he just right <laughs> like he's probably yeah. much stronger okay. than randall that's the one <laughs> plot hole of this whole thing he's okay. stronger just scr- like you know he's around your neck just because he's invisible yeah, doesn't grab mean he's- him like, see, you can't, he's not a ghost. <laughs> no. But a cool little That's thing. That's a good point. Mike hits him with the snowball. Well, it's setting up yeah. that moment. And it just, I love, one of the things I love about Wazowski's character is just how much of a neurotic he is. Yeah. Like a self-absorbed neurotic. Like Woody Allen. Like, kinda. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm trying to spill my guts out to you here, and all you're doing is all you're like you're not, not listening. listening. Once again, you're not listening. Yeah, and, <laughs> but you make up a good point. Yeah. That whole that whole thing was built up to be a funny moment, even though it's, it's kind of nonsense. It, yeah, 
how you described it. Love that scene. Like how he, he could have just went like this. He didn't need to see his face no. with the snow on it to He's go like about this. To die. Like Helga. Mike, <sighs> you don't understand. I'm being attacked. No, no, no. I'm not attacking you. No, I'm not you. attacking you. <laughs> that whole thing, like that's super funny. No, I'm being attacked. I'm not attacking no. you. <laughs> he goes like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a funny part. No. And it's it's it goes along with that theme. Bubble boy. It goes along with that theme of Bubble I'm buddy. saying something. You're perceiving it this way, but I don't realize you're seeing it this way. You don't realize I'm seeing it this way. The whole kids are scared of the monsters, monsters are scared of the kids, but neither of them realize it. It's that theme. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, this movie is deeper than what you think. It really is. Get that child! <laughs> and there's an... Dude, water noose is scary. He is. When he's chasing them down the hallway and trying to open the door. And he's like growling. There's another. Wow. Just a really small detail. Similar to the Noah's thing. When Sully puts the bar on there and then water noose hits the door, it pinches Sully's fingers in between the bar and the door because it, it opens for it and he, he like pulls his hand back and then he tries to quickly uh, bend the the bar so then he can't get in but he hurts his finger like <laughs> just a little I detail like that detail little detail Why don't you mention it but man that the chase I lo- that's an iconic a top two moment in pixar i love how it's revealed too the doors yeah yeah no, it's they're going through a small shoot. You don't know how to what to expect. And then doors. And then it opens up into this huge storage room where all the doors are on these racks. And I'm thinking, okay, so they ride this thing. Why isn't this an amusement park ride? We already went over that. It definitely shouldn't be. And then when they finally get to the end of it, when they get to the end of it, I was like, oh, good. I thought they were going to look back and here comes another door. They're about to get smushed. But, and I, oh, and I love how that whole scene is set up with the, with her laughing with, what does Mike do? What does he do to get her to laugh again? To turn him back on after they close? No, not to turn him back on, but the first time. He gets hurt. It's like an accident. He doesn't mean to make her laugh. Does he? Yeah. No, but then when he does. No, it wasn't intentional. There's a. Then she laughs and then that makes it so that all the doors are activated Mm -hmm. for like five minutes it was that powerful and that sets up the precedent for how they're able to go through the doors yeah like the cause and effect in the script is really well done also the usage the of the doors really well like when done. they're going the, there's a like when when they fall in the door because the door to them is on the ground so they fall but they land you in paris yeah and they're like oh, that that was weird because they I remember fall, that from the commercials too. But it they're not falling because they're right side up when they go into the door. Do you know what part I'm talking about? And they like have a moment where they yeah. fall on the floor and they're like that was because we were just falling but now we're not. I just I love that yeah. subtle humor like that that was weird. <laughs> Do you remember there's a VHS tape it might have been Toy Story 2 or something. It was a little teaser yep. preview they used for to Monsters, do that Inc., the and they showed that. 
Yeah, they showed that clip when they f- go through the door, and then the, that was weird. That part, I remember they that part. That clip specifically from the from teaser. the teasers. The, the teaser that I recognize. From, they never like used the them in was the going movie. through a bunch of doors. They were already in a room. Oh, which can we go back to doing that? Pixar. Those were so fun. It got you hyped for like what, and then it just gave you the title and the year, and that was it. It was so good. You oh, have no yeah. idea what's going on. And then, oh, this is their next movie. This looks so good. But now... Like, didn't they do that with Toy Story 2? I don't know what they did it with. I'll have to... I'm going to YouTube teasers. Yeah, but another little funny part is when they're in... I think it's China. And they get to the door that they're not familiar with. And, he, and Mike's oh, like, it slides, it slides, what, yeah. it slides. Like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it slides, it slides. <laughs> like, what? So and fun. I love how that... Yeah. That was something I specifically wanted to point out too. Like that gave me a good chuck uh, bu- belly and laugh. The funnier, the come on, come on, it is. slides. It's always funnier with stuff like that when you can't see them. You just hear their voice, but you know what they're like talking about. That gag in movies is so good. It slides, it slides. It it works out so well for Mike's character. Yes, because the neurotic nature. <laughs> yeah. Just, I love the sarcasm, the self-important attitude, the, the, I, I love it. Hold down here. It's such a good character. Yes, it is. He's a comedic balance yep. to Sully. Yep. Where Sully's kind of like, I He's don't know, the straight man character. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't, he's not intentionally, like he doesn't have funny dialogues not like comedic dialogue, but it's situationally funny where like Mike is the sarcastic, like it's ramped up to play for laughs. Yeah. Well, when I was in school, I, we used to play dodgeball. Uh, of course I was the ball. <laughs> uh, cause, cause yeah, I was the ball. Uh, okay. <laughs> Eats the bike. That, that part where they, where you see all the, the monsters try and, new things and you you see the guy from the beginning use that because you see him come out with the the jacks like on his butt or he goes Mm -hmm. in with the jacks or something and he's just like he's good at his job now because he doesn't have to be a scarer it's so good how all that comes back so amazing Cause you get the water news. He's yep. in there. I'll let a thousand children for let this guy die. Company die. And then it's the simulator, and you're like, "Oh, they got us again." And I always wonder, does that Sully did, know? I like, do is that, that all yeah. part of the plan? Because they wouldn't have had time. Like, they didn't talk. Like, okay, Mike, I'm gonna lead him into. They don't talk about it. I think it's just a mutual. Like, they get it. Mike realizes. Oh, I know where he's going. CDA, like, follow me. I have the kid. And he leads them. They do plan it, they, but we don't hear it. Remember before they come out the door, around the door when they're t- on the scare floor, they're like, Mike, we need to... And then Mike, doesn't he say, like, I have a plan? And then he comes out with just the boo uh, costume as a distraction. The CDA yeah. follows him, and then Sully goes, Mike... Mikey's the yeah, brains. and Mike, they... He probably told him, like, you go that way, lead him into the simulator. That's the only way we can beat him is to re- is to reveal him. 
to the CDA that he was behind this whole plot. So they do plan it. at least in and on And it's it. so, like, it is intentional. I don't think Sully thinks that he's going into Boo's room. We think that at first, and they do a really good job of shooting it, quote, animating it, to, right. you're like, you wouldn't, we're not that familiar with her room enough to know that they're not in it, and they're, they're kind of close-ups. They don't show too much of the room, and then you see the mechanical kid, and your Mike does the, let's see, let's listen to that on a replay, shall we? And it's so good, dude. Like, oh my gosh. I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company die. I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company die. I'll make that my ringtone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, me too. My ringtone is actually going to be... I'll go off at the theater when I'm working with a guest. <laughs> I'll kidnap a thousand. I need, Excuse me. Uh, I want to give you some context. <laughs> Every time your phone rings in a public space, you're going to have to explain. It's from Monsters, Inc. <laughs> mine, what mine company? Would be, mine would be just... Ah, Who the hell ah, is... Ah, yeah. <laughs> that That would be mine. <laughs> or the... It slides, it slides. It slides, it slides. It slides, it slides. It slides. <laughs> First of all, it's Cretan. If you're going to insult me, do it correctly. Yeah, like, do it properly. dude, his lines, there's not a line that Mike says that's not perfect. And that's not perfectly you delivered. You and me, me and you, both of us together. Like, it, it's, it's unfair how perfect he is in this role. And how it's literally the yin the and the yang of Mike's character and Sully's character. Like, I like how that's kind of the basis of the next movie. Yeah. Monsters Mike over talking and Sully <laughs> under talking like you know because he's the straight character just where they that becomes the basis yeah. where Mike and it gives an explanation why isn't Mike the, a scarer well because he discovered that his strengths it's aren't scaring. in scaring people it's in being smart yep because he comes up with a lot of the planning and things like that that we see and in this movie like Sully's with the door the muscle. And, exposing water news which we don't see bonnie hunt's character again i just realized that mm, yeah you're right mm. it was a cameo a voice cameo a vameo if you will but then you get the wrap up the one year later he still has the piece of booze door which how does he write on that clipboard because that piece of wood is a piece of wood it's not flat <laughs> All of his writing is gonna—he's gonna have a bump to go over. But any, it doesn't matter. Is he writing all over the key yeah. or keyboard? The well, they use tablets yeah, now. True. But Spencer. it is in. Did you notice? Okay, notice what? I'm sorry. Did I go notice ahead. what? Go ahead. No, I—I'll get to it in a sec. It's kind of in the beginning on the scare floor when they're doing the countdown, and the seven, it's six. On one hand. He's got seven fingers. Yeah, and. You see the names of the monsters. One of them is named Ramped. His name what? Which was Ramped, R-A-N-F-T. Okay. Named after the guy who voiced Wheezy. Oh! Who, who died. That's neat. Who died. That's neat. Yeah. I like that. I think it's Bob Ramped. Yeah. Let me look. I, I always he like seeing the Wheezy. stats. Like the scare numbers and like seeing who's in lat, like, you know, the scare ranks and stuff. Oh, he passed in 2005. They, yeah, wasn't a Toy Story 2 dedicated to him. Or no, not no, it wasn't. 2005. So what movie would have... What movie came out where at the end 
they dedicated it to him and showed his characters as like was it 2000 was it Toy Story 3 cuz oh, they showed a man. picture of like Wheezy and the the caterpillar this is sad what? dude I'm sorry I was reading about how he passed yeah do you remember I remember him passing they did a dedication in he, one of the movies I can't remember which one he was being Ranft and his friend Eric Fearson were passengers in Ranft's 2004 Honda Element, which was being driven by another friend, Elegba Earl, 32. Earl suddenly lost control and crashed through a guardrail while northbound on Highway 1. The SUV tumbled down a cliff and plunged 130 feet into the mouth of the Navarro River, where it meets the Pacific Ocean in Mendocino County, killing both Ranft and Earl instantly. Fearson survived by escaping through the sunroof, though he received moderate injuries. Ramped died during production of Cars, which he co-directed and voice acted in. So that's the movie. The that film they did and tie-in game, yeah, dedicated to his memory. Yeah. As is Tim Co- Tim Burton's Corpse Bride, which he was executive producer. Oh wow! His remains were cremated. That's sad. Yeah, that's, that's super sad. That is sad. I knew. I I remember hearing reading about how he passed. Yeah, I never knew. But he was also the voice of Heimlich, that caterpillar in A Bug's Life. I'm a cute little bumblebee. I am so surprised they've never done a sequel to that movie. I wish they would. I don't would. know why they haven't. I don't know why they never did. They kind of did. But we're getting Toy Story 5. Yeah, like, give us A Bug's Life. Now that animation's better, give us A Bug's Life. You gave I know. Us, Can you imagine? You gave us Toy Story 4 that nobody asked for. Give us A Bug's Life. I have a Bugs Life on Game Boy. Yeah, like it's it was their second movie. One of their tent poles. Got it from my grandparents. Give us a sequel. I don't want. I had a Bugs Life on PS One. I think I played one of them. I I played that one. It was really. We don't want Inside Out Tarzan. We want a Bugs Life too. I'm kind of indifferent to Inside Out to begin with. Yeah, like it's just it's okay. I I like the creativity of the idea. The thing with Pixar movies is they've. Pixar's making a lot of movies about abstract ideas lately. Like They're more soul serious. And inside Out, Elemental. Which, look, I get it. You can reach a lot of people. Yeah, you can play on the emotions. But also, go back to just being funny, like Monsters, Inc. Give us something like that again. Just a fun movie. We don't. I don't always want to be hit the in the field. Give me a fun right. movie again. Takes, make an imaginative... In the vein of Monsters, Inc. again. Like, take something that you might take for granted. Yeah, like, like I don't huh. want to deal with death in an I, animated movie. I don't want to do that anymore. I mean, Ratatouille, that was a good ex- uh, creative. Like, a mouse who cooks mm-hmm. in Anybody France. can cook. Like, haven't ever seen it. No. Oops, I bumped the table. Haven't seen Cars. Cars is an interesting movie. You know how Cars kind of look like something that's alive? Like, the headlights or eyes or whatever? Is... Let's go off on that idea. Except the windshields are their eyes. Yeah, give us more non-human stuff or non-humanoid things. Do something quirky and fun. Give us a Monsters, Inc. 3, not a show. Give us a Monsters, Inc. 3. I'll watch that. I don't want Toy Story 5. Monsters, Inc. is one of their most creative ideas. Yes, it is. Well, it's it's doing the... It's like if you're sitting in a a brainstorming session. uh, What if we did this? What if it was that? What if we do this? What if when kids left the room... Yeah. What if kids toys came to life? What if instead of monsters scaring kids, kids scare the monsters and they're terrified of each other and they don't know it? 
like yep. you said. And they get their energy from the screams. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Why don't we get more of that kind of creative thinking? Like Inside Out is kind of mm -hmm. like that. Like what if our emotions were like ran a control center and our memories were deposit in a depository and yeah. we visualize the abstract elements of the mind and, our, and the psychology. Our boners were controlled by a guy named Hugh. Okay. Joel's like, nobody controls my boners except yeah, me. You. Um, <clears throat> the ending of this is a perfect ending. It doesn't show Boo. And I think just hearing her voice, and you can tell she's a little older. And just the, the animation on his face, how it's just pure. Like you can feel the like emotion. This? Like it's so good. You can see how happy he is. Like if they, it's they need smooth. to have an adult Boo in either the show if they do a season two or I don't know what. I was just thinking about that before we recorded. Like what would Get that Get Mary look Gibbs like? back. That's her name. And uh like maybe maybe uh maybe humans discover the monster world. And they have to work with Boo again. Yeah. And she's like, yo. And they want to take, maybe humans want to take advantage of the monster's world in some, with energy because there's an energy crisis with humans. And then they end humans. up working together to do a comedy show. <laughs> the human world runs on monster Duncan's On <laughs> Duncan. Testing on? Hello, hello, testing, testing. Hey, good evening, how are you? How are you? Nice to see you. I tell you, it's great to be here in your room. Where are you from? Never mind. You're in kindergarten, right? Oh, I love kindergarten. Best three years of my life. Of my life. But I love sports. Dodgeball was the best. Oh, yeah. I was the fastest one out there. Of course, I was the ball. But I, I was the ball. See? All right. But it, yeah, the, look, I know more think of myself as a monster than I do a fly, oh. <laughs> but this is really, really good. And, uh, <clears throat> this, it's been, this has been a good start to season four. We're back. Like, I feel like that reset was nice. Like I've had fun recording. But I think we were all getting a little burnout. But now I'm like rejuvenated. Mm -hmm. What a perfect movie to just start. Not like a new recent movie, but a fun movie. Something that, you know, we're, we don't have to think too hard about and we can just enjoy. Like I stopped taking notes after the first act, but I know this movie so well. I don't need to. I didn't take any notes at all. And you don't need to. Like I, I could have told you the plot from start to finish right now without writing it all down. Because mm -hmm. I've seen it so many times, and it it's an airtight plot. Like it's simple but effective, and it's just the only you know, thing I didn't like, and I hate. I hate to. This is just something I. I feel like the abominable scene 
comes and goes. Like it's kind of a detour. Yeah, it's not meant to be. It, a it deal. feels too quickly resolved. Like, oh shit, we're in trouble. We're in the freaking Himalaya. The Himalayas. Well, they <laughs> like, had to because it's still a kids movie. You can't you can't hang out I, there too long. I know. It's gotta I be know. Quick. But him getting to the village so soon after being it's a three day hike when he's there in like three minutes, and then every kid in the village apparently is screaming. Oh yeah, that part I was like, eh, I don't think they're all being scared at the exact same right, time. Right. But it, it's it's that just part, to show you. Right. And we need to get them back at Monsters Inc. sooner than later. So yeah. I get it. It just felt a little bit rushed. But other than that, I the movie is like you said, airtight. It's very funny, well written. And I think good. that was an appropriate part to rush. We didn't need to stay there a whole lot. There's not a no, whole lot going there. That's true. They're banished. They. It is that simple as finding the town. There it is. Find a door, and then the. We want to get back to the real conflict. You have to save Boo. So if you're there too long, it becomes unrealistic because they could have done what they wanted yeah. with her in the machine. So they, an- they had to get back quickly. And then they're not rushing that part. Like, can you imagine if the whole door conveyor belt scene was rushed? Oh, that would have sucked. Exactly. Yeah. This it was, it was, yeah. it was pretty long. But it never felt longer like, okay, let's wrap it up. It was so exciting how they used That's the doors she, differently. That's what she said. It was what? It, 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 it was long, oh, it but it feel didn't long. feel very long. Yeah, or what? But it just... The it, whole it, thing about... They rushed ahead, the sorry. appropriate part. I got it. To get to the I, part that you can't rush. You can't rush that, that final chase. You make a good point. Because you're wrapping you up two point. things, Waternoose and Randall. There's two villains that you have to wrap up, and neither of them were rushed, I don't think. No. And then you have to also deal with the CDA. Mm-hmm. So the Himalayas, you had to get right through that. There's nothing there for us. There's the cameo, the abominable snowman. Except ha, for ha. that very serious, awesome moment. Yeah, awesome. and we lived with that for a minute. Word. We're there. Yeah. We're there long enough. It's, it's, it's good. It's a, it's a serious break from the comic aspects exactly. of it we're in, well it's i think it had to be like that to some degree because well yeah yeah i think so it's a serious moment the risks are high they're in the himalayas they don't know how they're going to get back so they're up shit creek without a paddle and, and we so, don't need 20 minutes of them putting right. the sled together no. We just no. don't. And trudging through the wind, like, we get it. Well, Sully he puts that the sled city. together like he's a freaking minifigure in Lego Star Wars. Just, yeah. <laughs> and he collect his little Anybody studs. take shop class? <laughs> fun. <laughs> fun. Fun, fun. But one, one thing, I, that whole scene with him getting choked and stuff with Mike Saint giving his big, that wouldn't have worked if it, the character were any different. Because that's the thing. Like, you have this serious moment when Mike's like, no, pal, you're on your own. Like, I'm done. Like, I'm. you don't listen to me. I've told you this was going to happen. And then he gets, he comes back and it's like, he's going on this whole soliloquy while he's getting choked and it's supposed to be funny. But that pl- plays into the whole role of the character being this neurotic, self-absorbed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Little little eyeball <laughs> little little cretin cretin <clears throat> one last thing like my last thought is 
I just now realized, like, how sad it is when Boo is taking... Because she's so excited to show Sully her room. She doesn't know this is a goodbye. And she just keeps giving him these toys and, like, look, look. And then when he shuts the door, she opens it thinking he's going to be there and then he's not. And it's just this, oh... Like, she doesn't mm. understand that he's not coming back. In the cut, so that moment is so makes the final good. bit so good when you see him in the pure joy, and she's like, Kitty, she remembers him, and is like, let's go. And it's daylight, or it's sunset, who knows, when he opens the door. It's not night. Right. And that can only Which, work, like, a year later. Can you imagine, like, 20 years later, she has a boy in there? Oh... Oh no, Kitty! That's a new one. You've never called me that before. No, no, no! Get off! Get off! It's my old, it's my old monster. What's that supposed to mean? What? Man, I turned a sweet no. moment into a joel. Uh, I joled no. it, guys. I joled it. My I'm bad. just imagining. He Sully opens his door. Uh, 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 oh, Kitty! <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'll come back. And Mike's like, where? <laughs> ah! Ah! And he sprays his eye again <laughs> so he doesn't have to see well, it. Well, didn't he wear a contact? I think so. There's so a why would the spray have gotten in his eye if he had a contact on? Because it goes, it's a spray. It got in there. You try wearing <laughs> contacts and spray something in your eye. He sneezes in his eye. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene is. That'd be great. like if someone had COVID and coughed in my eye socket. Now, hold on, get the Purell. And you just. <laughs> <laughs> like like Jim Carrey and Liar Liar when he's beating, kicking his yeah. own ass. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Putting the soap in his eye. All right, hey, play us out, will you? Okay. One last thing. And yes. Then I'll play us out. Think about how this would how this unfolds in the world of Monsters Inc. These kids start laughing hysterically in the middle of the night. What are their parents <laughs> thinking? Worldwide. <laughs> so instead of screaming in the heavenly air, you're <laughs> and it's like abominable somebody's like, what the hell? Whoa, what's going on down there? I'm gonna go check it out. Maybe they want some snow cones. One thing, this is the last thing. Okay. Although yeah. spoiler alert for the show. The abominable snowman does come back, but I oh, wouldn't. I think it would have been a no, nice. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You show him back at Monsters Inc. Like because Sully, he was banished by the last guy. Like you'd think, oh, they met him. Hey, why was he let's banished? bring him back? Oh, because I cannot too remember. Nice. They he talk too about nice. it in the show, but um, to see him going in snowman going in to a room trying to make a kid laugh like that would have been a nice little shot of him like going like oh i'm just good to be back and done that like that would have been fun but they After, didn't yeah oh well a credit scene or something no just that last bit when it shows all the monsters going in to laugh to make the oh, kids yeah. laugh just oh, show yeah. him like he's coming in or he's a new recruit or something. Like they show a shot of new recruits in the simulator and he's there taking notes and he goes, yeah, I'm thinking about changing my name to the uh, the adorable snowman. What do you think? And they're just like, dude, I'm trying to learn. That would have been funny. What is wrong? Why is that bad? Or Because if he leaves a draft? <laughs> it could let in a child. <laughs> All right. All right. Spencer, this has been fun. We're going back to college in the next episode. Oh, I can't wait. 
I really, I really enjoyed Monsters University. When I, saw I, it. I do as well. Yeah, Spencer, this has been a really, really fun episode. I hated that. Let me rego. Let me do yeah, that please. again. <laughs> yeah, that was awful. Yep. <laughs> Spencer. Yep. <laughs> no. And with that, I think that's a good place to to end this episode, Spencer. It was fun, kind of jumping back into this movie. It's been a while. I hate saying that because it brings you to the been freaking Creed song, yeah, yeah, yeah. but whatever. It's stained. But yeah, that's stained. been. An, yep, it is yeah, stained. Not Creed. Oh, ah, I always mix the two up. But anyway, that's it's been a new episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. We're good. To, we're glad to be back. It's good to be back too. We hope you feel that way as well. We hope you had a good time listening. We hope you had a good time listening to some of our older episodes in during the hiatus that we took. But we're back. We're happy to have you, and we hope you tune in every week. I'm talking in circles again. I'm really good at that. We've been gone for so long, I forgot how to do it. Anyway, you can tune in on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. I think we do uh, weekly uploads to YouTube as well. Hey, we're also on the Facebook we have not been active on that for the for the little break that we were on, but we'll probably get more active uh, back on that, posting the episodes and whatnot. Uh, now that I'm more active on my Instagram, I uh, hey Spence T King, look me up on there. No, but maybe I'll be I'll be more in the swing of things of posting stuff here. But uh, we're there. Sequel on the podcast. Plug. I know you like that. And uh, we do still have an email, sequelmen19 at gmail.com. Leave us a review on one of those, too. Yep. And we'll be happy to have that. <laughs> Looks like I um, oh, I lost you again, again. Christian. I okay. kept talking. I was still recording. Christian, back to you. All right, Spencer. Fuck. We're going to get our <laughs> masters in the next episode because we're going to Monsters University. Isn't that right, Christian? That's right, Spencer. And with that, I'm super excited. You're super excited. Hey, maybe Joel will join us. Maybe he'd be interested in going back to Monsters University with us. It'd be fun. Anyway, we can't wait till the next one. That's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men the Podcast, all films are created sequel. Take care. Yeah, we haven't had this many internet issues since... Pornhub. Pornhub, <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to stop my recording here. I wonder what Monsters website are called. Monsters porn website.